Whether it's gumboots or rugby boots, the Country Sport Breakfast has you covered on Gold Sport, your home of live commentary. Down the ground, and that is it. Shan Masood hits the winning runs, and Pakistan are absolutely ecstatic in the dugout. Well, there we go for the fifth white ball tournament in a row. The Black Caps made it to the final four, but finished empty-handed. Three finals and two semi-finals between 2015 and 2022, and nothing to show for them. Brian Waddle would have been at a, a number of those uh, finals, but it wasn't to be last night from the SCG Morning Wads. Yeah, good day, BK. Yes, it was uh, a couple of hours sleep lost uh, for, for nothing, really. I don't mind losing sleep if we win, but um, <laughs> it, it was it was now. I thought when we won the toss, I thought that's great for a start off. Okay, we'll tonk up the runs and give them a fair chase, but we didn't uh, really chalk up enough runs at the end of the day, did we? No, and although Kane Williamson thinks it was defendable, yeah, it was an adequate total, but I think, uh, as it was proven by the scoreboard, it was about 20 runs short of what they needed. They weren't able to get a foundation. They lost that wicket in the first over to Shaheen Shah Afridi, who's an outstanding bowler, there's no doubt about that. And they couldn't develop um, a pressure run rate. 38 on the board for two after six overs, the first power play. Pakistan were 55 without loss. And those stats tell the story. They were able to dominate New Zealand. New Zealand wasn't able to create any pressure. And they weren't able to do it with what is normally their most successful area, their seam bowling. In the last couple of games, two or three games, Southie, Bob and Ferguson have not quite been able to uh, stamp their mark on the top order. You know, that tells the story in the T20 game. We were playing, I believe, on the same pitch, the same wicket that we actually thrashed Australia at the opening of the tournament. So what went wrong? Was it Pakistan just too good? Yeah, in the end result, I think they were. They bowled better than uh, we did. They created wicket-taking opportunities. They didn't allow New Zealand to get that scoring dominance. Uh, Williamson batted well. Uh, Conway couldn't really get started. Mitchell was the star performer with the ball and did an excellent job uh, in terms of lifting New Zealand's run rate. They lost their key players, those who can generate run rates, Allen for four and Phillips for six. And, uh, you know, when those players aren't able to contribute, then the run rate doesn't quite achieve what they wanted. And 150 uh, was uh, was 20 short, 170 might mm. well have been defendable and uh, a winning target. And you talked about the bowlers, you know, Trent Bolt, uh, his second over, I think, went for 15 runs. And in T20 cricket, you can't afford to do that, can you? Not early on when you're trying to establish a, a total. You, you, you've got to attack, and quite clearly he was preparing to attack, but so too were the uh, batsmen. And when you look at it right throughout this tournament, Baba Azam and Rizwan really haven't played a solid hand, but they did at the right time when it came to an opening partnership, both of them getting half centuries and both of them doing it uh, at a rate that New Zealand could not contain. And, yeah, the first two overs from Bolt went for 22, and that's not often heard of in terms of a trend Bolt. And, uh, therefore, at the other end, uh, it was a little easier as well. They just had control of the game. They outplayed New Zealand. Funny old game, T20 cricket, isn't it? You know, one week you can be on top of the world, cock of the hoop, beating, you know, the likes of Australia. The next thing, you're gone. Well, I mean, that's uh, the the format of the game. It is uh, a quick-fire game, and uh, you have uh, all the history that you want behind you and the form leading into the 
uh, semi-finals, but uh, it can be whipped away from you pretty quickly. And just think, you know, Pakistan were thrashed by India early on, and they lost to Zimbabwe. You know, who Ooh. would have given them a chance? It was only Netherlands who uh, beat South Africa that got them into the last four. And here they are now, a chance of winning. <laughs> And that's what I mean. It's a funny game. You know, you lose yeah. to the, the, the Netherlands can win, Zimbabwe can win, and all the big names. I mean, Aussie are, are gone. It is, it's a strange game, and it can turn on a sixpence. Uh, of course, the big one to look forward to now tonight is England and India. What's going to happen there? Uh, well, as I think I might have said to you previously, predicting outcomes of these results is tougher yeah. than picking the numbers to win lotto. Uh, I, I still fancy England. I think that they have got a powerful side to be able to generate um, a total that India might not be able to achieve. But it's it's so hard. I mean, it's, mm. it comes down to individuals. You know, it could be Virat Kohli. It could be Josh Butler. It could be Sam Curran. It could be Ravi Ashwin. It could be anybody. One individual can turn a game pretty quickly. And that is the sort of thing that both sides are going to have to consider when it comes to the Adelaide Oval because the boundaries at Adelaide side on are a lot smaller than, say, the Sydney Cricket Ground. I know they're not in it. It doesn't really matter these days, but they're inviting for a batsman in particular. And uh, you've got to be on song right from the start. This is the business end of the tournament, and uh, it could go either way. They're two very good sides. And Verrett Coley has been probably one of the outstanding performers of this tournament so far, hasn't he? Well, you expect that from a player of his class. Uh, those players don't stay short of runs for too long, and I mean, it, it was shown with Rizwan and uh, Baba, even Kane Williamson. I mean, he struggled in the early stages of this mm. tournament, but in the last couple of games, he got back to what was near his uh, normal peak. And uh, while he still doesn't have the fluency about his game, he was still a class performer at uh, the top of the New Zealand order and, and continued in the same fashion the way he did um, with his innings last night. I mean, 46 off 42, not a great strike rate, but still, um, you know, an ex- excellent performance from him. So the class players will always come to the fore at some stage or another. Imagine the final India and Pakistan. That would be absolutely incredible, won't it? Oh, the Melbourne <laughs> Creek, <Creedbert. laughs> there'll, there'll be planes flying out of Mumbai and Karachi <laughs> on their way to Australia immediately. And, of course, um, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, India then head to New Zealand. We've got a, a T20 series. Uh, they're playing at Bay Oval on the Sunday the 20th, so not much of a turnaround. Next Friday is the first game, 18th. There we go. Yeah. All, right, all right. Well, we look forward to it. Uh, Wads, thanks for your input. Go and get a couple of uh, hours, Kip. Good morning, BK. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. <sighs> And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.